What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday morning Bible study. Um, if you saw us, click on and then click off. Yeah, that was a technical difficulty on my end, so I'll own up to that. But hey, if you're first time with us, I'm here with our worship pastor, Brayton. Uh, and what we're doing is the reason we do this, we want to grow together right where we are. So we're going through the Bible in bite-sized portions. Um, well, last week, we finished Mark chapter 14. Uh, we're going to go into Mark chapter 15. This morning, we'll look a little bit different. Uh, we're going to cover 15 verses, and we're going to break it down in two different sections. So we'll go verses 1 through 5, and then we'll finish the rest. So let's do this. And subtitle, Jesus Delivered Over to Pilate. Now, as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus, and they led him away or, and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered them, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate asked him again, Have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so Pilate was amazed. All right, so real quick. Um, you, so we talk about, you know, a lot of stuff has transpired, um, early in the morning, Jesus gets arrested early Friday morning, like super, super early, like one, two o'clock in the morning. He's on trial in front of all the religious leaders and what they get him for is blasphemy, right? He asked, they asked him, are you the son of God? And he's like, I am. And lo and me, right? We hear God, uh, God say the same thing to Moses, uh, yeah, he's like, Moses, if you send me back to Egypt, who, who the people are going to ask, what is your name? And he says, eh, yeah, which is I will be. And then he changes it to Yahweh, which means he will be. So God's name is he will be. Like, I love it. It's futuristic. Yes. It's a promise. His name is a promise. He will be provision. He will be healing. All of those things. So here it says, early in the morning, there's this consultation that bring before Pilate. What are you seeing on all this? Uh, I mean, you know, just like you said, it was early in the morning, uh, back in Rome, back in the old days. Uh, they, they held these trials early in the morning because uh, Roman soldiers started early in the morning. Like, his work day started in the morning. So yeah. They, they held it out early in the morning, so that in case they needed to do stuff, they, they, would, they would have time to do it. Um, and then we, we talked about that last week when we talked about the rooster crowing. Uh, and so that signified early in the morning as well. Uh, the first thing I'm seeing here is that uh, Pilate uh, accuses Jesus of being the king of the Jews. Um, and Jesus owns up to that. He says, you have said so, you know. Um, and then he says, see how many charges they are bringing against you. But Jesus made no further answer so that Pilate was amazed. Um, <laughs> to me, I, I wonder why Pilate was so amazed. You know, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the other prisoners that he's <clears throat> ever dealt with were trying to talk their way out of it. But Jesus takes the, accus the accusation of being the king of the Jews and then he says nothing else. Yeah, there's, there's really a whole lot here. Um, and I've got a really good question that I'm going to ask you and it'll be for everybody else. You didn't even know I was going to do this. The reason Pilate's in Jerusalem at this time is because of Passover. So this isn't where he would normally dwell. He would be elsewhere. Uh, but because of Passover, he's here to keep the peace, to make sure that there's no riots, no anything else, right? Remember, this is a uh, the Israelite nation under Roman rule during a major Israelite 
holiday celebration, feast, whatever term that you want to use. What um, is the greatest accusation for against Jesus that threatens Rome? Um, I mean, to me, it would be his threat to the Sanhedrin. Well, no, because remember, the, the Sanhedrin is a separate entity. The Sanhedrin could operate underneath Roman rule. <clears throat> so the fact that he would say, I'm the son of God, is a threat to the Sanhedrin, or the Messiah is a threat to the Sanhedrin. His threat to Rome is, I'm a king. Uh, king of the Jews. Yeah, I'm a king of the Jews. So now it looks like treason to Rome and blasphemy to, to the Israelite nation, yeah. right? So then they, they, he's kind of got this, this, he goes, Yo, so are you the king of the Jews? And he, I, the, the answer to me is like a, a super bold. It's like, well, you say so. You know what I mean? Right. You just said it. Or, or you know, yes, because that would have accused him right there. But well, it's the implication. Like the, so the reason I think Pilate's amazed is imagine, imagine somebody comes up and they throw all kinds of accusations against you that weren't true. What's our natural tendency? To defend ourselves. Right, right. Even, even if they were true, we get defensive. When somebody's throwing accusations and accusations and accusations, our natural tendency is to defend ourselves. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't defend himself at all. And I think this catches Pilate's attention. And I think he's amazed because I think he sees the innocent and the fact that he's just standing there. But, of course, Jesus is following, I think it's Isaiah 53, Seven, as the lamb was led to slaughter, it stayed silent. You know what I mean? Uh, that was a paraphrase. Don't don't quote me <laughs> for a literal. Right. You know what I mean? But that's what's going on. So, so the, they're making their accusations. Jesus just stands there and doesn't try to defend himself. Really, he needs no defense because none of the accusations are true. In the previous text, we saw that they couldn't get two different accusations to line up anyways, which was uh, required for Jewish accusations. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So let's go to verse 6. It says, Now at the feast, uh, this would be the Passover, he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among them, among the rebels in prison who had committed murder uh, in uh, the insurrection or rebellion, there was a man named Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And answered him, Okay, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of the envy that the chief priest delivered it up. So see, you kind of see Pilate saying like, hey, I'm, I'm, they're doing this because you threatened them. Yeah. You, as of right now, Jesus has no conviction with the Roman Empire, right? It says, verse 11, but the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, then what shall I do with this man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Now we're getting into the real deep stuff. So we have this scene. Imagine if, you, if you've seen the Passion of the Christ, they, they do a great job depicting this. You have Barabbas. What do we know about Barabbas? Well, he's a murderer in, in a rebellion. What kind of rebellion? Most likely, um, Barabbas was a nationalist, right? Israel, it was common during this time period for uh, Israel to desire to be free from Rome. So there would be rebellions. There would be kind of insurrections trying to overthrow uh, the Roman Empire. So the murder would probably have been a soldier or somebody, a citizen, something like that. But 
it, it's kind of crazy because you throw nationalists and you look at the world today and you're like, no, yeah, don't, just let me tell you, don't look at the statistics anyways. So you have Jesus on one side who we know is innocent and we have Barabbas the other side who we know is actually guilty. Uh, Jewish against Jewish culture for murder, thou shalt not murder, right? And against the Roman Empire for treason. All accounts. He's guilty on all accounts, right? And, and while it's kind of funny, Barabbas, the one that gets set free, is guilty on all accounts. Jesus, the one is innocent, was being accused on both accounts, yeah. but never, never proven guilty, right? And then the people cry out to release Barabbas, um, and, and, and Pilate's like, man, why? Like this guy, we know yeah. murdered somebody. Yeah, Pilate knows. He knows Jesus is innocent, obviously, uh, but in, in, in order to keep the peace, he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. And, but, I mean, obviously it had to be done. I always said that Jesus absolutely died for Barabbas. <laughs> that was, okay, so like there, literally. if you've got some time, there's a YouTube video, um, and it is, what, I mean, have a tissue box next to you. Uh, it's called Jesus Loves Barabbas by Judah Smith. And what you're going to see is, like, we see the gospel in this. Like, Barabbas is obviously guilty. He's murdered. Jesus is innocent. And Jesus takes his conviction so that Barabbas can be set free. Right? And the truth, just to give you all a little background, like, I didn't know this until I read this recently again, uh, that it was a tradition at the feast to release a prisoner. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that because, you know, you see some stories, and you're like, I wonder why that happened. So this was a normal thing. It just happened to be when Pilate was there, and it just happened to be at the Passover. Yeah. And so uh, that just gives you kind of where, where we're at and why why it was between them two. Oh, think about the symbolism there. The, the whole purpose of the Passover is to remember Egypt when uh, the spirit, the, the destroyer would be how Exodus, the book of Exodus would say it would pass over if he saw blood splattered over the land. Barabbas is experiencing a literal Passover here. Because yeah. he should be condemned, but the the Lamb of God, was it John says it when he sees Jesus in one of the Gospels, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God is literally going to take, have the death that he should have had. Barabbas for treason probably would have ended up on the cross. Oh yeah, I mean, he's already chained up, already prison. So one of the one of the coolest things that I ever heard that taught was a taught in relation to this is if you want to stand out, don't get caught in the crowd. If you want to stand out, don't get caught in the crowd. Here's what I mean by that: um, the same people that were singing Hosanna, Hosanna on Palm Sunday are sitting here yelling, "Crucify him, crucify him." Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where were the people? Where were those people? You, you know, where where's the one individual that's going to be like, "Hey"? No, no, this guy, he's the, he, he's the Messiah. Where, you know what I mean? Because that was what people were, were basically saying. Jesus rides in on a donkey, which is symbolic of what kings would do as they would enter into community. So they're praising a king, and now they're yelling, crucify this guy. Yeah. You, you know, the truth is, is if you want to stand out, don't get caught in a crowd. Because if you're stuck in a crowd, you're eventually going to be shouting and doing whatever they're shouting and doing. That's good. That's good. That was it. I mean, just as soon as Rome got involved, you know, they all yeah. shifted. You know, and that that kind of I mean, we, we we are guilty of the same thing. As soon as as soon as our faith uh, 
or as soon as something comes against our faith or in, you know, not even so much in America, but uh, just, you know, I've seen in Africa, you know, a, a threat comes up against you and your faith, you just, you know, some people, I've seen people denounce their faith. Yeah. And you're just like, man, like, they've been doing it since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's the, the big thing. Okay, Pilate decides to let Barabbas go. He keeps Jesus in place. What was his motivating factor for keeping Jesus as the one, like, to, to condemn Jesus, even though he knew he was guilty? What was the motivating factor? I mean, Pilate was obviously the governor of Rome, or a governor of Rome. Uh, he served Caesar, and, I mean, back then, like, the crowd started rioting, and that got back to Caesar, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great big deal. And so I, I think in order to keep his job, to keep the peace, uh, he had to make the Jews happy. Well, that's what it says. Verse 15. So wishing to satisfy the crowd, yeah. he, he satisfied Jesus, uh, satisfied, he, he satisfied the crowd, released Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. I think it's what happens when you don't lead on like your convictions. I mean, a lot of times the people that don't that are innocent end up getting hurt. Does that make sense? It's it's what happens with like people pleasing. A lot of times, if we just lead to please people, we're seeing this in our culture. A lot of times, if we just lead to please people, um, it really crosses or it wipes away kind of the line between right and wrong. You know what I mean? His conviction is he knows Jesus. He said it. This guy's done nothing. He knows Jesus is innocent, but because of people pleasing, knowing that he's innocent gets wiped away. It's like, man, I just want these people happy. So, all right. Well, I think that's a good stopping point for today, right? Um, so, man, we just want to tell you, we hope that, that you got something out of this. Um, I think it's a really deep, interesting conversation. We're getting to look into like the historical context and really see how the word is still relevant to us today. Um, so thank you again for joining us. This week, we'll be back next Wednesday at the same time. Um, and the reason we do this, we'll grow together right where we are. So absolutely, we hope you have a great week. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.